0: This is Tiffany, and I love AVA Live
1: Radio. This is Brian J. Klein, and I love AVA Live Music. Hey, this is Rob Hill from Canada. And I absolutely love AVA Live Radio. Hi, this is Tara Everly of Iridescence, and I love AVA Live Radio. Hey, guys, this is Jacqueline Jackson. I love AVA Live Radio. This is Nash, and I love AVA Live this Radio. This is Chris
0: Bishop and I love AVA
1: Live hey, Radio. Hi, this is Naomi Thomp, and I love AVA Live Radio. Hi, we're Orange Avenue. And we love AVA Live Radio. That you're here with us today, and I am especially excited to talk to these upcoming artists that we are having on the show tonight to not only play their music but to also hear about what's going on behind the scenes. You know, the perspective of the indie artist has been a very, very good question that we've had. Since the day we started at AVA Live Radio, and with Behind the Music being on 608, we certainly have had a huge amount of opinions and perspectives. And over 10 years, things have really, really changed. It's kind of exciting, but it's also exciting to hear their story and everything that they've got going on, because to be a musician today is a great service to the people who enjoy the music, but also to themselves because they're doing something that they're passionate about and they're making music that they absolutely love and sharing it with the world through social media. Here's the first song, Shed My Skin. You guys heard it over on some of our social media pages. I know you've been crawling all over the website and enjoying it there. And now we're playing it for you on the broadcast. We'll be right back with the interview.
2: you Little danger to boil the blood you my scales to watch me bleed, you pull my strings and laugh as you feed. I give thanks but that ain't enough You're the one who set me straight. You're the call In
1: Mike Friend on AVA Live Radio. Please welcome him to the broadcast. Hey, Mike, how are you?
0: I'm doing well. How are you?
1: I'm doing good. Can you tell me what is, when you said in a pre interview, That a close friend and mentor said to you, no one is going to do it for you. Opportunity may come knocking, but no one is going to offer you a career. I just love that because I can't tell you how many, you know, being in this chair, how many days pass when somebody doesn't ask me to make them (laughs) a movie star overnight. Do you feel that that is a typical thing that is going on in the industry? Because I experience it all the time. Why can't they just understand?
0: I don't know. I I I just uh, I that was a good friend of mine who said it, and what he meant was, you know, opportunity will knock, but sometimes you got to build your own door. You know, yeah, you got to just make, you got to get up off your ass, and you got to get it done for yourself. No one's gonna do it for you. I mean, people think musicians out there today, they think they can write a song, do it independently, throw it online, get a bunch of followers, and then boom, they're gonna be a big hit. There's so much Mm -hmm. more to it. You got to sweat over it. There is. You got to make it happen. You got to meet people. You got to shake hands. You got to spend a little money to make a little money. You got to build a door so opportunity can knock for you. You know.
1: You know it's so true. Yeah. I mean, I didn't get to where I am by somebody giving it to me. You know. I mean, every single thing I've ever done, every career, every you know business, it's all taken a lot of sweat equity and just so much work. You got to want it. Yes, you do. It's very true. Yeah. Maybe it's just the age. You know, a lot of times you get a, a, a very, there's a, a massive amount of very young artists that have only been in it maybe for three months or four months. And they just have a huge misconception as to what internet yeah. can bring. Right. And they think yeah. that just having a song is something really special. Not like there's millions of songs out there, but it's. something um,
0: happens overnight. Right. Nothing happens overnight. No, you're going to make it yourself. You're going to get up and you're going to really want it. You got to make it happen. You got to take, take the lessons and you got to go out there and you got to fall in your face and you got to learn from your failures. That makes all your successes yeah. even more enjoyable. You know, you really got to get up and do mm-hmm. it. Take, it takes forever. It's nothing in like the days of MTV where they made it look like it happened overnight. It doesn't, you got to work mm-hmm. for it. Yeah, you got to get it done.
1: Yeah. And it's an amazing journey. I mean, just being a musician, just just to have that, you know, because you're talented, you're skilled at it. It's challenging. It's something that is if you love it, then aside from making it a full time career, it's wonderful to have in your life. And I highly recommend it. But making it a full time career. Now, that's another thing, right? Is that something that you feel that you want in every way, shape or form? Or is it something that you're like, you know, careful what you wish for?
0: No, for me, it's, um, it's a lifestyle. Mm -hmm. It's, 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 it's who I am. If I didn't write a song, if I didn't record it, if I didn't perform it, if I didn't write it, if I didn't go out weekly and, or nightly and play and perform them, then I would be a very, very bitter man at age 70 filled with regrets. (laughs)
1: That would be the worst thing in the world, right? Yeah. There'd be the horse thing in the world. So, I mean, a writer writes,
0: you know, a singer yeah. sings, a guitar player plays, and a preacher preaches. So, for me, it's more about my life versus, uh, you know, my lifestyle that is my career, because it's who I am to what I do. You know, I write songs. I record, I, do know. Them. I try to sell music. So, I mean, the career may come. You know, you see a lot of falling stars there. It's stardom today. It seems like a lot of up-and-comers are looking for quick fame. That Kardashian thing. That's not really uh. That to me, that's yeah, that's not a career. No, it's not. So for not. me, it's a lifestyle. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I know, right? It's a reality show, is what is what that one is, you know. But like. Yeah. I think a long career longevity, you know, the thing I like, listen, the thing I like about social media right now is that you don't have to have a million followers to make a hundred thousand dollars a year with your talent. And that's the thing that if you understand the fundamentals of that, then you can totally get there. It's just a matter of spending every single day doing the right actions, you know, taking the right motions forward in order to make that happen and they're not always yeah, the funnest motions right it. yeah exactly yeah. i mean we tend to like to play and not actually do the, the work side but that's okay it just depends on what you no, want social media is great game. for
0: that you got to use it as a marketing tool i mean it I'm is put all my opinions out there as of late because people are just at each other's throat but for a mark, great marketing tool for music and musicians i am not I don't know if it might be where I am if it
1: wasn't for social media. Well, it's hard to to put back, you know, the fact that there's billions of people on these social media platforms and, you know, they're within reach. You just have to figure out the best road for you to get there. You know, what is it that your pro, your profile and your narrative and what is it, what kind of music are you making and, and can you really niche that down and figure out who your listener is, who that super fan is, right? that And I would think it would kind of be easy for you because you got the music right. It goes with your personality. You know, I think that just from reading and hearing and kind of being around you a little bit, it seems like the personality that you are really reflects in the music and that's all working together (laughs) where in some in some cases what I see is I see music coming out of somebody that it just doesn't fit (laughs) we got to fix that a little bit you know like tweak it one way or the other I
0: sincerely appreciate you saying that because I I (laughs) tried I I worked so hard to just be truly who who and what I am I couldn't go out there I'll tell you if, if I was doing this in the 70s I could not go out there and do what Kiss did. I could not put the makeup on and do the big hair thing. I couldn't. I have got to just.
1: Oh, God, yeah.
0: I'm I'm glad you hear it in the music because what you see and what you hear is what you get from me.
1: It's (laughs) a great match, a great match. And I also love the fact that you have humor and you have a real perspective with your photographs. I think that that's something that's really important, and more important than people realize. When they put an image on these players, like SoundCloud or wherever it is, and they're representing you, and they are the difference between somebody pushing play or not, it really becomes very important that you focus on that photograph. You know what I mean?
0: Well, yeah, that image is going to be there forever. mm mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> so,
0: Yeah, yeah. A, and I run across. A make it a good one.
1: Yeah, so it's great that you've really embraced that side of yourself, and you know, you're comfortable with it, and not a lot of people are. Tell me a little bit about how you got started, though. Like, when did it start for you? How long ago?
0: Oh, goodness. I'm As a kid, I read there's family photos of me as i I'm talking about a toddler trying to reach out and play the piano. I don't play the piano much now anymore, but I guess there was always music in the house. You know, I think all musicians, we tell you that same story. There was always music in the house. But my father was a piano player in the Navy. So I guess, so that big band era, that music was always in the house. And then when I was in high school, you know, MTV was huge. And I can't, who were the biggest bands in the world were all the guitar bands. So I focused on the guitar and took it real serious. I guess that was around age 12 or 13 when I really wanted to focus on playing guitar. And then as I got like a little bit older and got some real-life experiences in my back pocket, the songwriting developed. I was able to actually construct the song and make the song have a little bit of meaning where it wasn't just bubblegum pop. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'm originally from Jersey, so when back then when I was, I guess, now around age 15, 16, 17... Everybody was, again, playing all this big hair metal stuff, and I took a left turn into the blues, like Buddy Guy and B.B. King, and then, of course, Stevie Ray Wong, that was huge. And then by the time I was 20, 21, I actually had a car wreck on my way to my first real paying gig. <laughs> I didn't, didn't get there.
1: That oh, my god! Wreck. No. Yeah, uh, but, Did you, you know,
0: get hurt? I it, got a big... Oh, yeah, I got a big scar on the top of my head that my hair kind of covers it then But, um, yeah, but that, was, so that was a good, I mean, it was a good life experience. <laughs> I wrote a couple of songs around that, too. Um, <laughs> yeah, so I was, you know, at that, that age, uh, some 20, 21, 22, I was in and out of a couple of recording studios. Just They would hire me just to be the guitar player. And then, do you remember?
1: Yeah, um, do you remember the first moment that you wrote a song? Like, do you remember that first time that you said this could be a song, or or did you sit down to write one?
0: Well, I guess uh, as a, at a younger age, it was always writing. It wasn't until I guess my mid twenties where I could look back and, and I learned how to edit myself. Mm-hmm. So everything up to that point was maybe a little contrived, and it was wasn't great. Songs it didn't tell a story. There was no Bob Dylan in it. Um, Yeah, yeah, one of the first songs I wrote. um, I've had trouble recording it. In fact, it's half finished in a studio that I worked at, and I'm hoping to release that one on the next album.
1: It's called Love
0: Easy. Yeah, but I recorded it, didn't like it. Recorded it again, didn't like it. Now I'm trying for the third time, hoping third times a charm. And that was something I wrote when I was 22.
1: I love it. I do that all the time with things. You know, as as much as it seems like I'm putting out content that's just effortless, there's a lot of time that goes into these things. And a yeah, lot sure. of times we put things on the back burner, you know, like, okay, we're not going to release that yet. <laughs> it just but that's is the okay, way though. Sometimes you get put there. things
0: back burner, you forget about it, and then you pull it back out in a couple months, and it turns out to be something good.
1: Yeah, right? Isn't that true? And sometimes, you know, if, if you don't get it on the first pass, then there's – there's greatness ahead. You know what I mean. It's not necessarily something that isn't going to be, like, the best thing in the world for you. So it is worth the work and the effort, isn't it?
0: Yes, without without question, it is worth the work. You I must mean, have
1: honestly, put an again, awful like lot of. You must have put an awful lot of time into your guitar playing because that's you playing guitar on this track, right?
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm. A, I play guitar in all of it. There's no. Um, on the whole album, it's all guitar work is on me.
1: I like, um, I like, you yeah. did good. Really good. There were Thank some you. little, you <laughs> know, little licks in there. I heard, I was like, Ooh, look at the details. <laughs> I just got it going on. <laughs> Thank all you. right. That's awesome. Well,
0: that's your... Yeah. 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 I try to tell a story practice. with the guitar playing as well as the song.
1: I noticed I did hear it, you know, especially when we were just listening again, um, in this moment, I heard some things that I didn't hear the first time around. And I thought, you know, that's interesting because you did a few things differently and you didn't take the easy road. And I always love that. I like when people challenge themselves because I think it's important, you know, especially going with your don't want to regret things at the end of my life theory, because I sincerely believe in that. (laughs) We don't want to.
0: Yeah. 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 No, that's absolutely what it is. I, I can't, um, there's a nervous energy in me. If I spend a, an evening at home, I'm always thinking I got to go find that, find the group. I got to go find the band. I got to go land a gig. I got to go get it done. I got to go, you know, let's go play. Mm-hmm. It's, um, yeah, it's one of those things. I good. can't walk by a guitar and not pick it up. So it's in my blood, and it's without question my lifestyle. And that's for me, awesome. again, that lifestyle is my career.
1: So now what's the big hurdle that you're facing this year that you feel like you'd like to achieve <laughs> or accomplish?
0: <laughs> Can I, can I be completely honest? And probably, <laughs> it would be at this point. It would be nice to make maybe a little bit of money.
1: <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right. Not a whole lot of money Actually, in can, these days, but you know, I can totally help you with that. But like, that's the only hurdle. That's the real. That's the one you want to turn this into an income. Now you're at that point. There would
0: be. That's probably one of the biggest hurdles. Like, I would like to make it a sustainable income. I don't like the cliche of being the, the broke musician. Um, you know, and other, other than that, there are some big, big bigger venues that i really like to land. I'd like to land a couple of, uh, bigger festivals, you know, um, I have my name, name, in. I put my name in the mix, but I haven't been able to land like Bonnaroo. Um, you know, I've got a handful of local regional clubs that I've been able to get into, but now I want to, um, I really want to get past that hurdle, too. So the money and it's time to land some bigger festivals. because uh,
1: Typically you know, the I big can, festivals, the- you know, they have to do with either knowing someone, right, having the right contact yeah. in, or having the right amount of funds to put yourself in the festivals because a lot of times these people with new acts that don't have a big following that can bring people to the festival, they figure if you're gonna take a space, you're gonna have to, you know, like buy in and support the festival. And that can be really pricey. It can be expensive. I don't know what festivals, you know, you're going after, but some of them are like that. Actually I'd say yeah. most of them are yeah, like, well, that they're, they're they're not, like that until they're not, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, they do. Because there's an awful lot of promotion and they, they look at it like and I, we have a lot of people that book festivals that are watching all of our shows and, and looking, you know, actually vetting artists. And I can't say that they haven't, like I have, um, you know, some DJs down here that do cook-offs and all kinds of really big festivals, the chili cook-off for, for instance, from Y100 down here in Florida. And they have many times come to me cause I'm really good friends with the DJs and they have taken artists that are in the U S from our pool and they have brought them there, and it's good because they didn't charge them. They gave them these great platforms, and as long as they fit, you know, and were able to show up and everything, then they got those free play, and it was it was awesome. It worked out really well. But the majority of them, if you don't have a big following, that is going to be worth it for them yeah. to you know forgo the amount of money they'd have to to use in the promotion. Then you're taking a yeah. spot that right doesn't doesn't pay out for them and that's unfortunate because a lot of festivals are just like that these days that's true it's true but
0: that that you know you gotta love i remind myself i just gotta continue to work
1: oh yeah absolutely and it's you know here's the thing you're
0: personal you just keep moving
1: yeah exactly and you don't know i mean a hit song could come along right you can get to the right space at the right time i personally think You know, I've seen some songs go out on these platforms and I've seen them really take off, but I've seen all the artists that had them take off really work hard to get them to the right hands and get as much exposure behind them as possible so that as many people can hear them and get interested in the songs. But then, as far as making an income from your music, it's not really all about waiting for that unicorn you know, thing to happen. You can make a hundred thousand dollars a year with a fan base of a thousand people. And it doesn't seem like you can, but you seriously can. I mean, if you do the numbers, how many people have to invest a hundred dollars a year in whatever it is that you're gonna sell or crowdfund or, you know, wrap in merchandise packages around your music for you to make a hundred thousand dollars a year and support a music career or more. And typically, when you're shooting for a hundred, you always get more, which I love. That's that's typically what I do with the artists. Is if I'm going to work with somebody in developing an actual merchandise, you know, store around them, then they usually go that route. Just so you know, you know what I mean?
0: Yeah, yeah, that's
1: outrageous. Yeah, it's pretty cool. You'd be surprised. People really do love to buy things, especially we get everything ready in um, September. To make sure that merchandising starts to move because people love to buy merchandise, especially really cool rock T-shirts and band T-shirts and, you know, all of that stuff. They go they go for shoes and packaging. So if you have a CD and you have a shirt and you have like a gift pack, those are typically, you know, $100 gift packs, $50 packs, and you can sell them. And it really does add up. And before you know it, it's not that many people, right? I also have a lot of times when we get to the holidays, I'll get the artists to think about how much inventory they actually still have from last year and offering it to all kinds of local businesses because there isn't a company out there that doesn't need a lot of stocking stuffers and music and that kind of merchandise makes the coolest stocking stuffers ever. So when you have a lot of excess inventory, that's a great way to, you know, unload it at the end of the year and make all that bonus cash, so that you can, you know, make some new stuff and and you know replenish the supplies for the next year. But those Boy, are just two ways. Yeah, and that's what they're doing. You know, I I know we don't talk about it enough, but those are just two things that they do, and there's a lot more than that.
0: That would be fantastic. Yeah, that would be fantastic. That's definitely one of my hurdles. I get up this year
1: too. But we'll talk care. about it. Too. We're, you know, we go back and forth a little bit on social media. So, you know, just reach out to me on any of the platforms and and we'll talk about ideas because, you know, listen, you've got a great look. You really are getting your images right. There's a lot that you have going right that you're totally ready to take this next step into merchandising. I wouldn't put it off. I would get on it and get it done before the holidays come up. You'd be really surprised. That you can really step into this area now, and I wouldn't hold back. I know you've worked really hard on the music, and obviously it's paid off because now you're ready for this, and that's a big step. That's a big thing to have achieved, so let me just encourage you to go that way (laughs) because I think you should. You've encouraged. All right, good. I want to see you doing it. I think it'd be fun. You know, you'd have like all of your merchandise getting going and you'd just do it one step at a time. So it'll be all good. Don't worry. So what's coming out next? What do I get to see with Shed My Skin? Is there more like evolving? Is there music videos and all kinds of things happening with it? Or is there another song coming?
0: Well, for Shed My Skin, um, I'd like to shoot a video for it before the year's over. But again, that's a monetary thing. Right. If I have the money and reserves, um, I, def- I, I want to shoot a video for this song for sure. I feel it's my best song on the album. But that being said, I just two weekends ago shot a video, and it's actually already done, for a song that I haven't sent you, and it's not on the album. I released it as a single. Um, I thought I might send it to you some other time, but now that we're talking about it, I guess I might as well just tell you about it. It's, a, it's a, a very soft, short song that I recorded with my 12-year-old daughter, she sings harmony on on the song. It's called "What Would I Do Without You." And oh, that's a It's a beautiful, beautiful song. Um, mm-hmm. and we're having a, um, a video release party at a at a brewery here up in Carolina on um, August 5th. But yeah, I might just I might just send that to you too <laughs> later. I'll wait a month, send you some more yeah. stuff.
1: Yeah. I'd love to hear it. Well, this is exciting. So uh, we can safely tell everybody that your new album is available on all of the download sites, right? And we're able to link that up through your website, wmichaelfriend.com?
0: That's
1: it. Awesome. All right. Cool. Mike, this has been great. I'm really excited. We got a chance to talk. And now you know what I'm thinking. (laughs) And I know what you're thinking. (laughs) And I'm thinking you can help. I'm thinking I can yeah. and I, I'm thinking you're ready. So this would be really fun to see if we could get some, you know, something going for Christmas time. Because I think that everybody who really likes your music is ready for some merchandise. It's a great way to promote your music anyway, you know. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I agreed. Yeah.
1: It works. All right. We'll talk soon. Have a great day. We Thanks for being on the show. Thank you. That was Mike Friend on ABA Live Radio with Shed My Skin. Great song. We actually have already gotten some really amazing feedback from not only the other artists that uh, follow some of our social media platforms, but we've gotten some letters back. And it's really great because when we sent out the initial press release on this, I had some people get in touch with me about his music and ask more questions about him. And I said, you know, he's coming up for an interview. You're definitely going to want to listen to it and, you know, just get an idea for what he's got going on and, and the things that he is interested in doing. And I think that this is going to be a really good melting because it's obvious he's ready to take that next step. And as far as career wise, I think it's just such a win for him to get some merchandise because this is definitely something he could do as a career. And, you know, he's got everything it takes, everything that's been built and developed from playing the music to writing the music and coming out with really interesting stuff that matches the artist. He's reached that authentic platform and narrative. Pretty cool. I love it when that happens. That's just a good day.